Orchard Grove. Come on and give it up for it. So it's always good to be here. And y'all know my personality. Some of y'all do, some of you don't know. And I guess you'll find out today, all right? <laughs> oh, but at the end of the day, it is awesome. And I thank God for uh, being able to speak God's word into your heart. And uh, we're going to pray. Whatever you're dealing with, whatever you've been wrestling with, whatever you've been fighting with, whatever you've been praying about, I want you this morning to give it to God. Give it to God. Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning. And we ask, Lord, that you will help each and every one of us, God. The very thing that is in the forefront of our minds that is holding us down, that's keeping us in a dark place, that has us confused, Lord, wanting us to give up, Lord, throw in the towel. I pray, God, that you would rejuvenate us, help us, God, strengthen us even this morning, that you will bless us, God, not to leave the same way that we came, but, God, that you will bless us, God, to leave rejuvenated, empowered, with hope and joy in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you, and, God, we give everything to you this morning. I ask, Lord God, that you will bless your word to enter into the hearts of men this morning. We thank you, and we give you honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So I want to talk to you about this morning. If I would use for uh, a topic, it would be you can overcome discouragement. You can overcome discouragement. Do you remember a time in your life when you were discouraged? Some, oh, yeah, we got a lot of hands. Y'all like, yeah, I'm discouraged now, Shane. I don't know. <laughs> There's a saying, and y'all know I'm a quote guy from Guy Finley, and it says, discouragement tricks your mind or tricks you into mentally or emotionally dwelling in the very place you want to leave. Can anyone attest to that? I'm going to read that again. Discouragement tricks you into mentally or emotionally dwelling in the very place you want to leave. And how many of you have been trying to leave some stuff or leave from some places? Discouragement is a state of low spirits caused by disappointment, caused by adversity. It is a feeling of being overwhelmed. It's a feeling of being powerless. It's a feeling of being hopelessness. It is, it is a feeling that can, can often lead into what? Inaction. Have you ever been there? That can lead you to procrastination. Am I the only one that's been there where you procrastinate? You're discouraged and you procrastinate. Every second you procrastinate, right? And then it also, where you get to a point where you lose your motivation. Have you been there? 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, I don't remember hearing that. Okay, I got you. <laughs> So we know that all of us have been somewhere in our lives where we lack motivation because of our discouragement. When we are discouraged, do you know that Satan can easily manipulate our minds and keep us stagnant and stuck? Have you been there? And maybe you're there right now. Nobody's judging because all of us are either going through it now or we just came out of it. For example, he can cause us to think that our problems are too big for God to solve and that no one else will understand our struggle. How many of you know there's an enemy can trick your mind into thinking that? I'm the only one going through. Nobody else is going through. I'm the only one. No, you're not. Somebody's going through maybe the same thing that you're going through or what? They may have it worst off. But all of us are going what? Through. And this is, if you don't understand any, anything else this morning, I want you to understand you don't have to surrender to depression you don't have to surrender to defeat or despair when discouragement because God is what? With you. Say, God is with me. Instead, you can be empowered. Say empowered. Empowered and encouraged by his presence. How many know that we all need the presence of God? By his presence, trusting that he will help you to overcome any obstacle that you go through. So in his word, God speaks about discouragement and how we can overcome it. And we'll be going to Psalms 147 and 3. And this, when you read it, give you a little bit of background, long years of suffering and fear had plagued the Israelites as they were in Babylon being in a state of despair after losing everything, including their loved ones. They literally had nothing left. This is a praise song emphasizing that despite suffering trauma and anguish that they were going through due to the exile and other losses that they've encountered, God's people had gathered in Jerusalem. And as they gather in Jerusalem, they were what? Hopeful. <laughs> say, say, you can be hopeful. Say, you can be hopeful when you have the presence of God. They were hopeful to be restored. And we see as you begin to read this, uh, you get a little bit more information about it, but read it on your own time. Um, have you ever been in a, a problem or a situation in your life? Have you ever been discouraged and hopeless? Where you've been discouraged and hopeful. How many hands do I have? Somebody got two hands. They're like, yeah. I don't know. If I had more hands, I'd have those up too. <laughs> so when you look at this, for instance, Israelites in Babylon had been so discouraged that they, had, they could not find strength to sing the Lord's songs. Because this, this, this is a song. And they've been through so much that they didn't have the strength to even sing the Lord's song. 
Have you ever been to a place in your life where you were so discouraged you didn't have the strength to come to church? Let's be real. Have you ever been so hopeless in your life you didn't have enough strength to run or open up God's word? Have you ever been so hopeless in your life you didn't have enough strength to even pray to God? You're like, not today. I don't want to pray. I don't feel like praying. I don't see it. I'm hopeless. I don't feel right. I don't feel good. So I'm not praying today. Have you ever been there? And as a result of this, we have this verse, which is a good verse. And it is 140, Psalms 147 and 3. Y'all know I get excited about the word of God. But it's Psalms 147 and 3. And it reads what? He heals the what? Brokenhearted. And then the Bible says, it goes on and says, and he what? He binds up their what? People suffering can be comforted and their broken hearts can be healed by who? God. How many of you believe that? Getting past your wounds and moving on depends on God healing your heart and healing your mind. And if he doesn't do that, you cannot move on. That's why some people are bitter. That's why some people are evil. That's why some people are negative. That's why some people are in a rut. It's because God has not healed their wounds, nor has he healed their what? We see the suffering we experience can teach us. Say, teach us. It can teach us important lessons about God and also bring us closer to Him and understanding His grace and His love. Have you ever been through some things in your life where you're like, I didn't understand it then, but now you understand it now because now that you see the grace and the love of God in your life? There's nothing like it. When times get tough, we must trust in who? God's plan. And we must rely on who? His strength. Say, stop relying on your own plans. Stop relying on your own strength. And rely on the plans of God and the strength of who? God. How many of you know that his strength will always outweigh ours? Ooh, I'm clapping on that one here. Because many times I've tried to deal with things in my, on my own power and my own strength and found out it was too much. Hey, have you ever been there? But do you understand? He will never leave us. Oh, so I mean, know the, the scripture. He will never leave us nor what? Forsake us. He will always what? Be there to what? Comfort us. And how many of you thank God that he'll be there to comfort us? When your friends are not there, when your family members aren't there, how many of you thank God that he's there to what? Comfort us. Why is that? It's because we have a rock. Say a rock. We have a rock. We have a refuge. And we have a deliverer in who? Him. And how many of you thank God that you can find deliverance in him? and you thank God that he is our rock. In other words, when you think about it, he will offer you peace. 
Say peace. He'll offer you peace and hope despite your troubles when you turn to him in what? Prayer. And how many of you have a hard time sometimes turning to him in prayer? But you'd rather do it yourself and say, I got this, God. I'm, I'm, I'm smart. I'm educated. Mm, I got it. Let me handle it. Have you ever been there where you say, Lord, let me handle it? And some of y'all laughing, those are the ones that's been doing it, yeah. <laughs> yeah <I'm just laughs> and that's okay, all right? Say <laughs> so, so admit, it's good to admit it. Let's be transparent. It's all right to admit it. So whether you're suffering from unhappiness, overwhelmed by grief, or you may be at your wit's end, God is willing and able to heal your brokenness and clean up your wounds and restore your joy. How do you thank God that he's the one that will clean up our wounds? When you've been broken, when people said bad things about you, when people said bad things to you, when people done bad things to you, when you've been overlooked by many, when people didn't have faith in you and it bruised you and it hurted you so you couldn't go on, you were stuck, you was in a rut, you said, God, I can't do it no more. But, say, but God, he cleaned up my wounds. Hey, hey, and some of us need to be forgiving other folks, right? Let's be real. Maybe you have a problem where you don't want to forgive folks and you have a hard problem, but let God clean that wound up. Say, God, clean the wound up. He said, you don't have joy and you're not getting to the place that you need to get to is because you're walking around with the same wound that you experienced two, three, four, five, six, 20 years ago. But he said, let me just clean your wound up. You've been stuck too long. You've been in a rut too long. He said, just let me clean your wound. Ooh, say, God, clean my wound. And I want you to understand that the Lord, he wants to do it because he want to guide us. He wants to do it because he want to provide for us with the courage and with the strength to meet all of our challenges. Say challenges. Do you know that God is our hope and he's our light? Say my hope in my light. The, the, the love he has for us is like a blanket. It always comfort and protect us. How do you thank God when you get cold, you just get a blanket, right? It protects you. Oh, I'm shivering from the cold. Cover me. That's what God wants to do with his love with you. He said, that's how I want to protect you. He said, that's how I want. He said, I want to cover you with a blanket of love. He said, I want to cover you with a blanket of protection. He said, I want to protect. He said, I want to cover you with a blanket of comforting your heart when you're anxious and when you feel like you can't do enough, when you feel like you haven't done enough. He said, when you're thrown in the towel, he said, I want to cover you with my blanket. There are some blankets that we need to remove. The blanket of doubt, the blanket of depression, the blanket of I, I'm not good enough. 
God said, I want to remove that blanket and I want to replace it with my blanket of love, of grace, of power, of hope, of endurance. He said, that's what I want to do. But how many of you thank God that he's not a God that makes us do anything? He said, it's up to you to make the decision to look to me and to rely on my strength and my power for you to what? Take my blanket. He said, I'm not going to make you. Who are you looking to? Who, what, what are you looking in? He said, what? Look to me. It, it is God who help us overcome all of our fears. It is God who help us overcome our anxieties. It is God who help us overcome all our doubts that we have in our life. It is God. So don't let discouragement keep you from experiencing the healing of the Lord. Say the healing. He can, he can heal your brokenness by binding up every wound. Say every wound. Not some wounds, but say every wound. The Bible says this is another verse here that I love. It says this. It said, come to me. All who what? How many worried people I have in here? He said, come. Now, I'm not going to tell you to come because I don't want your stuff. You know, let's just be real. I don't want your stuff. It's too much for me to handle. You know, you keep that. <laughs> but how many of you thank God that he's not fickle like us? How many of you thank God that he's not like us? If he was like us, we all would be screwed up. Because we're so fickle and sometimey, right? But the Bible said, come to me. Now, if you say, Shane, can I come to you? I'd be like, no. Not at all. <laughs> but... Thank God that he said, come to me. And he said, all who are what? Weary. And what? Burn. What are you burdened with? How many of you have been burdened with some stuff? And then it says, and I will give you what? How many of you need some rest? Not physical rest, but you need some spiritual rest. And God is saying, I'm trying and I'm here. I, I went to the cross for you. And just know and just imagine me at the cross. And he said, as I'm at the cross, he said, I'm letting you know that you can lay everything down at my feet. He said, but you have to take the initiative to do it. Those who are struggling can take the comfort in this promise of rest. It is a reminder that God understands our pain. And he's not only understanding our pain, but he is willing to what? Help us. How many of you thank God that he is willing to help us? Through everything that we encounter in our life, we can rely on who? God for rest in peace. And all of us need some peace, right? I don't want to live this life and not have peace in my mind and my spirit. He said, but you can have it. I'll give you an example. It's like a badly battered boat. 
that needs repair to sell again. Jesus can make the necessary repairs so that you will be able to sail through every storm in your life. He said, I want to repair you so you can keep it moving. He said, I want to repair your life so you can keep it moving. I don't want you to be that ship that just you, you sailed and then you're just stuck out there. And you're just depressed. You're just discouraged. And you gave up and you're just out there. You're like, I'm out here and hopefully somebody come and rescue me. He said, I am. I want to come and repair you so you can keep on sailing to, to, to the destiny and the plans that I have. What? For you. Say, God, I thank you. And there's another scripture here in Joshua, and this is the last scripture. Y'all say, you sure saying? This is the last scripture in Joshua 1 and 9. It says this. It says, don't be what? Oh, yeah, some of y'all got, it says what? And some of y'all like, I don't know what that, what were you saying, Shane? <laughs> Let me expound on this scripture here. This verse was meant to comfort Joshua and Israel as they prepare to go and enter the promised land. And, and when you look at that, we see here uh, is also not only conquering to them in these words, but it's also conquering to us that we can utilize these words as well. And the Bible says this, Joshua 1, have I not commanded you? Be what? And what? Courageous. He said, have I not commanded you to be strong and courageous? Come on. I got the power and I can give you the same power I have. And then the Bible goes on and says what? It says, do not be what? Ooh, how many of you had some situations where it made you afraid? You're like, ooh, I'm about to, ooh, this is it. This is the end. And then the Bible goes on and says this, do not be what? Discouraged. How many of you had some problems that made you discouraged? And then it, it goes on and says, for the Lord your God will be what? With you, what? Wherever you are. Mm, 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 mm. As, as we struggle, this verse here encourages us to seek rest and hope in who? Jesus. No matter what storm you're going through in your life, doesn't matter what you're encountering, he can restore you. And give you the strength and courage to keep going. Say, Lord, I need to keep going. He said, just know I can, for you to keep going in life. He said, don't be discouraged, but be encouraged. Don't be afraid. He said, but when you look to me, I'll give you what you need. And how many of you thank God for that? Maybe you feel discouraged about your life. Maybe you feel discouraged about your marriage. Maybe you feel discouraged about your career. Maybe you feel discouraged about your relationships. Maybe you feel discouraged about your family. I mean, you're like, some heads nodded real hard over here. I don't know. Yeah, they're like, yeah, they, they running me crazy, Shane. They, yes. <laughs> I want to let you know, let God heal and bind up your broken heart so you can build these things again. 
You can't build a marriage, a good marriage. You can't build a good life. You can't build your career or your relationships or your family if you don't allow God to heal your heart or bind up your wounds. And let me tell you, sometimes we wonder why are these things so chaotic? It's because you're still broken. You haven't been healed. You allow what happened last year or in last relationship spill over into this relationship. Now you just, just they turned me off. Okay, I thought y'all turned me off like they're saying that's enough. You know, I'm like, I thought I had about five minutes. I don't know. I'm just <laughs> okay. So, because I'm wrapping up anyways. I'm like, I'm wrapping up already. <laughs> y'all, so y'all, something else. Y'all, y'all keep me laughing. All right. Do you understand that the greatest thing about God is that He not only wants to heal you, but also restore you and bind up all of the hurt and the bruises that have kept you in a dark place? How many of you have been in some dark places or you're currently in a dark place? I want you to tell yourself today out loud say, I. Help, y'all. Say, I. Can overcome discouragement. Some of y'all need to say that with some more enthusiasm, with power. Because let me tell you, when you hear what you say, it gotta, it got some gotta wake up. Some gotta wake up. I'm speaking in my spirit. I'm speaking in myself because I know I've been down. I know I've been out for a while. So now let me speak to myself to let the enemy hear, let those that coming against me hear, let everything my mind know, let my heart know, my wounds know. I'm letting them know this morning. Now tell yourself again, say, I I can overcome discouragement. discouragement. Woo, jeez. Y'all woke yourselves up. (laughs) You woke yourselves up talking to yourself. You're talking to yourself, that's okay. (laughs) In life, what would your life look like if you overcame discouragement? Visualize this ideal life without discouragement. Identify what steps you need to take to achieve this. Say, Lord, help me. Say, Lord, help me to see what I need to identify to achieve this. And not only identify it, but you got to take action and and persist. In what? Becoming a what? Overcomer. Say, be persistent. Mm. So don't just visualize yourself, but see, just take action in what steps you need to take so you won't be bombarded with what? Discouragement, depression, whatever the case may be. He said, now it's time for you to walk it out. Not the song, but walk it out in your spiritual life. Amen. I'm closing. That's it. That's all I had today. (laughs) I want you to pray with me. And how many of you know this? This is serious. I may joke and every now and then we may laugh, but how many of you know that it's serious when it comes to your spiritual life? Some people think that it's all about the natural, the tangible, this life recognition. 
I went to, I went to school, I'm being recognized. I have the money, I'm being recognized. I live in the right house, nice neighborhood. I'm, the status is good, it's up there. But let me tell you, when we're gone, that doesn't matter. That does not matter. What matters is when we look and we stand before the king. And he asks us, what have you done with the gifts and the talents that I bless you with? What have you done with the money that I've given you? What have you done with the house and the family that I've given you? Your status was okay, yeah, in the world, but your status as concerning your spiritual life was, it sucked. I'm not just talking about you, I'm talking about me as well. Sometimes you gotta will yourself in and reevaluate yourself. Say, Lord, help me to reevaluate re myself. You have to, because that's what matters, is what you do for Christ, it will what? Woo, last, there we go. Everything you do for Christ is going to outlast everything you do, all your accomplishments, all your money, all your education. It will outlast what you do for Christ. And that's why when Chris, and I'm going to wrap up, and I know I'm going to wrap up. I'm, when we talk about the tribe series that's coming up, which is so great, I think that is an awesome, awesome series to be talking about. And family of a tribe, what they do, they build strong relationships with each other. And they come together as a group. How many of you know that you need to feed off on somebody else that's been through what you've been through, that came out of what you've gone through or what you went through, and you need to be encouraged? Stop trying to live life by yourself and live life with someone that's trying to go down the same road you're going down. So that's why I thought this series was so intriguing. Because the church, when you do, when you come together as a tribe, the church feels more like a community, right? It offers not only members support, but it also network to help each other through the ups and the downs of what? This life. How many of you have been through some ups and downs? You wouldn't know if somebody else has been through some ups and downs if you don't come together as a family or as a tribe to figure it out and to see, oh, what, what you've been, you've been through what? You don't even look like it. But because of what you've been through and what your testimony is, I am encouraged. How many of you believe that? <laughs> so don't neglect, don't neglect this series. Don't neglect this series because I feel like it is important. Because, for instance, if you look at a, a, a tribe, families often come together for prayer. They often come together for Bible study. They often come together for em emotional Support? This is not just we just come together and eat or drink coffee, which is good, right? <laughs> but I'm also learning from you what God has done for you in your life and what he can do for me in my life. So stop trying to live life by yourself. This is, it, it kind of reminds me as, uh, and I'm about to wrap up. It kind of reminds me, <laughs> y'all say, Shane, you always say you're about to wrap up. You, you be saying that too much. Okay, I'm about to, I am actually about to write, wrap up. It, it is similar to the way bees live in their beehive. All working together to take care of the queen. Yeah, they take care of the queen. Some of the guys in here like, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, some, oh she, point, she gave me a thumbs up. Like, you need to talk about that a little bit more, Shane. Talk about that a little bit more. 
Yeah, she, she was like, yes, yes, take care of the queen. And the rest of the colony, when you look at it and when you research it, they all rely on each other for food and support. Look at this series in this tribal as that. That I'm not just coming together just to be coming together and looking at you. I'm coming together because I want to, I'm feeding off what? Your testimony, what you've been through, and you can support me, I can support you. We've all been through it, but let's go through it in Jesus' name. Amen? So bring some families, the ones you're mad at. Yeah, I don't know. The ones that get on your nerves, really bring them. Like, you like, bring, come on, come on. Where, where's the church? Look it up. I don't know. Just come to church. <laughs> Those are the ones that get on your nerves. I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> bring your friends, your family. Bring them. Encourage them. Come. Encourage them. Because this is serious. Not only is it serious, but it is serious. Okay? So get excited about this series that's starting October the first. How many of you going to bring somebody? Some loved ones, some neighbors, some co-workers. Come on. Now, some of y'all say, I ain't raising my hand because I don't want to lie in church. But how many of you going to bring somebody? You know, some of y'all just doing this like, I don't, I don't know, saying, I'm going to see. Let me go see what people's schedules are, you know. But when you raise that hand up, you're like, I'm, I'm holding you. I'm holding you. Yes, you're going to do you. When you put your hand up, you're going to come through for it. How many of you going to bring some family, some friends, and some people on this series? Come, raise your hand. Oh, we got one. Okay, come on. Raise your hand. Hi. I want to see. I can't see. Raise your hand high. Okay, guys, we got a few. All right, guys, okay. We got some people that raise their hand. And, 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 and all of this is, is funny games. I want you to take it seriously because let me tell you, you've done your job by inviting and let God do the rest. See, some people don't be like, I don't know what to say. Do I need to know all the scriptures for people to come? No! Just tell them to come. Give them your testimony. This has been impactful for me. I've been coming to church and the word is good. The people are loving. I love it. I'm like, come on. Come on with me. We got coffee. We got bagels. We got all what you want or whatever. You may have to bring some of your own stuff if you want, but it doesn't matter. Just come on. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you right now this morning. We ask, God, that you would bless each and every one of us. And we ask, Lord God, that you would help our hearts and that, God, that you would bless us to not to walk in discouragement but to overcome it. We thank you for your word. We pray, God, that you would bless this word not to only prick our heart but, God, that you would bless us to walk it out and, to God, to do what it is that you've called us to do. I pray healing. I pray deliverance. I pray salvation. Those that may not know you, God, and want to get to know you, I pray that they get to know you this morning. I pray, God, that they will receive you this morning. Lord God, I thank you right now for what you're about to do and what you've already done. Even in this church, God, we ask, God, that you will bless every individual right now. Bless their families. Bless their friends. Bless their loved ones. Whatever they're going through, I pray, God, that you will touch them, that you will strengthen them in the mighty name of Jesus. And we thank you, God, as we leave this place, but not your presence. We ask, God, that you will always be with us. And God, that you will bring us back safely and sound to give you praise and to give you worship. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. And if you want prayer, come on, clap your hands, give God praise. <laughs> if you want prayer, you can come up front. We have those that are going to pray for you. Um, whatever you're going through, don't be afraid. Be encouraged. Say, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. 
but be encouraged. Amen. You guys have a blessed week. Oh, enjoy your holiday too. Enjoy your holiday. Don't eat too